yeah, I don't want to go to jail for anything. I'm much too, like, weak. And you're pretty. You are listening to the Stand Up Dads Podcast. This is hecka boring. Yeah, it is. Let's try again. Hey, they're... Ah, fuck. Ah, nice hot start. <laughs> <sighs> hey, you're listening hey, to... Hey, this is like quarantine version of uh, Stand Up yeah. Dads. Hi, guys. Hey. Anyway, you're listening to Stand Up Dads. This is Rob. And Mike. And we have a special guest today, Nick Michelson. That's, that's true. It is I, Nick Michelson. He's a comic in the Stockton, Sacramento area. Fucking hilarious. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Nick, for coming. Okay, perfect. Yeah, it's me, Nick Michelson. Yeah, it's you, Nick yeah. Michelson. All right, I just popped the top. <laughs> Almost dropped my phone. Ah. My balls started to fall up inside of my body. That's never good. <laughs> it scared me so bad. <laughs> So Nick Ooh. is a comic and a dad. He's got four fucking kids. <laughs> wow. And he sounds like he's been smoking for 40 years, but he's only 27. And, uh, <laughs> hey, you know. How you did know. you manage four kids at 27? I got one out of, God, I'm 47. I got one. So you You're got four. What are the ages? Jesus yeah. Right. Well, okay, to answer your first question, how did I manage? Well, see, really dislike each other very mm-hmm. much. They drink too often, and then a lot of kids show up, and then your life sucks. So that's, that's how that happens. And your second question was, uh, how old are they? Well, my oldest daughter, she's uh, she's nine, and the youngest kid, which is also a girl, she's going to be five next month. Wow, man. So that's a whole... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Got three girls and one boy. Fucking scary. Yeah. What about you guys? You guys have boys or girls or what? Mike's my daughter, my daughter's nine too. So uh, my, yeah, I have a I have a daughter, and she's crazy, Bob's man. A boy, right? so I, yeah, I've got a boy. He's seven. Yeah. Seven. How old? Are you? you said she's nine. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. She's the same age as, as yours. She's like, man, she's starting to already be kind of like a preteen, which is ridiculous to me. <laughs> that was that was my next. That was my question. I was actually going to ask you because you have a daughter of like exactly the same age. I was going to ask. Yeah. You, is it, is it my daughter's just over dramatic, or are all daughters nine going on seventeen? No, that's absolutely. Not yeah, no, it it is like that. Yeah, real. Yeah. Like she's trying to go up too fast. Like the other day, she was in the back seat telling me and her mom, "My armpits stink." And I said, "I told her mom, I'm like, she put on deodorant today." And she's like, "Dickhead, she's nine. She doesn't wear deodorant." She's and I'm like, "I don't, to. I don't fucking know." So then, like later, she said it again. I'm like, "No, they don't." She's like, "Here, Dad, smell." She put her armpit in my fucking face, and sure enough, that shit's talking shit. <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ. Yep. I was like, I think that's yep. because they do. That's definitely mine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. That's what sucks is it's like another thing that shows like they're not a kid anymore, which is sad, but oh, like only, you know, well, only went son, through the same her, thing. Her little brother, my son, he just, he just turned eight, and he's nowhere near, physically near these stages, yet he's only a year younger. Yeah, but it's like he's still like a really big five or six year old, but she's like a really yeah. small twelve year old. It's fucking weird, dude. Yeah. I'm glad yeah. I got a yep. boy. I don't know that at all. Dodging so yep. much of your guys's drama. <laughs> yeah, I met Nick um, over at a gag on this recording, and uh, that was when you were with uh, the Broken Comics. Yes, sir. That's correct. Oh. I uh, I was with them at the time. You know, we're still very you know 
time, I was, I think it was probably last summer-ish, a little after summer, maybe fall is when I came through. And uh, Danny D had invited me out to uh, recording a few times, and I turned her down because I, I wasn't around, but that time she invited me out. I was in town doing a mic already, so cool. I ended up working out. But it was a lot of fun watching you guys go through your format, kind of ask questions and interviews. It was pretty interesting. Yeah, that was actually yeah. a fun show. And now with the quarantine, are you doing any, I mean, are you mainly focusing on writing? Or are you doing any of the online comedy? Uh, you know, I, being a newer comic, I, I don't want to throw shade at people that are doing the online thing because yep. I get it. Um, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I just, I think it's, it's just not for me, you know. And if there was a small crowd or a small audience, and I was doing a lot of impromptu stuff or crowd work. Uh, yeah, fuck it. Like, let's do like a weird little live stream fucking show or whatever. But yeah, yeah with the, you know, I, I get why they're doing it. I, I completely support it. Um, I hope people that enjoy doing it and people that enjoy watching it keep seeking that out. I really hope that there is a market for that. But right now, just like where I'm at with my comedy, maybe this is just me being more of an amateur, but I really need... Uh, to feel the energy of the room, oh, yeah. and I need to feel the vibe of the crowd. I need to know that these onlookers also have opinions, and I need to kind of engage that. Uh, otherwise, I don't feel that my set really went well, even if it went well. Uh, I, I really thrive on having that energy in front of me, and the live, um, the live streaming doesn't seem to kind of provide that. No, I get that. I mean, I, we've all, because you yeah. and I, we both still do I open mics, and... Well, not now because of the fucking quarantine, but you know, yeah. we, we've all seen that guy that walks off going, oh, I fucking killed it. I'm like, dude, you got one laugh. And, you know, you're up yeah. there for seven yeah, minutes. Yeah. You got one good laugh and you're saying you killed it. I mean, that's just, I think the <laughs> online thing is just going to, I don't know, because you know when you eat shit. But I don't know if you know if you're eating shit if you're online. But I don't know. I haven't done it. You know, I tend to feel like I always eat shit. Yeah. But... When I do kind of good, I just eat less shit, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I, I would say there's a couple of times in my short short time where I might have had a quote-unquote set where I really fucking killed. But when I say that, take it with a grain of salt, I killed for what I think killing is. Sure. Or I killed for an audience that might have been easy that night, you know? Yeah. But uh, as far as killing in front of a tough crowd in a packed house, you know, being undeniable, no, I, I don't think I'm there yet. I don't yeah. think I've been there yet. And I feel like the online thing, it might really feed into some, some of those people's solutions um, that already seem to have them when they have feedback. So yeah. that is interesting mm-hmm. to me. Uh, I always feel like I did worse than I may have actually done. And that's, I think, just me being competitive with myself. Yeah, I've written with you, and I like watching how you do stuff. You know, your mind. Thank you. And yes. it just kind of... Yeah, and it kind of just, I, you know, I think we feed off each other pretty well and just like, well, that wasn't good, so how do you want to do that? And then, I mean, because it's no good if someone is just kind of sucking your cock the whole way just to set you up on stage <laughs> to be like, I thought you said yeah, this was funny. I, that's what really turned me off about writing sessions early on is I would, I would get a group of people that I really like or they really like me or we just vibe really well. So everything I said, even if it wasn't, like hilarious it was always at the end it always boiled down to that's great what you did there was great keep that keep 
doing that, work yep. on that because it's already great. It, it's kind of like in a room full of negative people. You don't want that either. Sure. Then everything's shit. You know, I just, I want a balance of honest feedback. And if everything I did today was shit, or if some of the things I did today were good, great. I need to know that. And uh, that's something I appreciated about writing with you, uh, even though we haven't done it much yet. Yeah. Uh, just doing that with you briefly, I was able to kind of get comfortable, enjoy myself, and still actually get down to the real writing of it without worrying that the person across from me just bullshit me, won't smoke up my ass. No, I mean, (laughs) I think we just want each other to succeed because that's the hard thing about open mics. It's fucking hard to get a room full of comics laughing. Oh, yeah. 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 Or like at the little bars, if it's like a bunch of comics and then a few people who just wanted to get drunk that night and did not want to fucking listen to you. (laughs) You I love their faces when you start up and they look like. What the hell? Like, they didn't notice anything being set up, nothing. But <laughs> the second you start talking, they're like, God damn it. Like, <laughs> when all this is over, man, you got to bring Mike down to check out Finnegan's on a Wednesday night in Stockton. That's exactly what you just described. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's a great room for getting emotionally kicked in the ball. Yeah. Um, okay. Every now, and then, right. every now and then, we get a good crowd of people that come out every so often and um, if you're lucky that night they'll be there plus a few other people they brought but for the most part it's you know four regulars that don't give a shit three or yep. four randoms and one straggler and maybe one of them is listening haphazardly and the other other ones just don't give a fuck you know your dreams mean nothing there so it's a, it's a good time <laughs> Well, Mike Scott. I would come and I would come and do, the, do that. Yeah. Well, because you got family in Stockton, so that's where Finnegan's is, right? Yep. Finnegan's yeah. When well, you Mike, said, so that's where I started there. Okay. Okay. I mean, yeah, my mom lives there. Yeah, my mom and dad live there, so that would be cool. Oh, right on. My mom lives out here too. I mean, so do I, though. <laughs> we're we're very sorry about that. <laughs> you know, when we were talking earlier, it did it made me laugh that you thought the same thing about. On gag on this on Danny D's doing her job as the um, sex phone operator. <laughs> that cracks me up. That that I don't know that job even existing now makes no sense to me. Like I've never, right. yeah, I've never, yeah, heard it since the eighties. I think when we used to have those commercials. Yeah. I mean, we there there was variations in the nineties leading into the early two thousands, but it was more of a started to break away and, and like I remember when I was younger I was watching infomercials they usually had a hotline and then they started adding a website or a dot com to it yeah but yeah, yeah even that like once you got past like oh four oh five I really didn't think those things existed like before Tinder existed I remember they had this hotline I don't remember what it was fucking called but it was a late night hotline but when you call it instead of getting in touch with phone sex operators you would get in touch with people Close to your area, but we're also horny. Oh, wow. Yeah, I remember I was like 13 or 14 seeing the commercials for that. Yeah, both sex operating. That's a weird weird thing that still exists. I agree, man. It's like, uh, I remember when she told me that, I thought she was fucking with me at first. You know, I was like, oh, you're a phone sex operator? That's adorable. I'm a fucking, I'm a payphone representative. Like, I work for Pacific Bell. You do. I could still. I thought I don't. I can still pursue my dream of being a Pan Am flight uh, pilot. 
Yeah, totally. <laughs> but but yeah, when we were yeah. when you and I were in high school, Mike, it was all nine seven six numbers. Yeah, yeah, so, I remember. I had done a like a presentation at our school where, where it was like I don't know where I did like comics, yeah. like as part of the, the like the talk I gave, and it was about a kid that rang up a bunch of money on a phone. <laughs> Like on a God. phone sex thing, <laughs> but I left it without saying it, so I didn't get in trouble. But sure. yeah, thinking of it now, I was like, that's what she said she did. I was just like, what? Totally thought of it. It's like, okay, yeah. And then, then you guys went out and watched Risky Business after it. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, who the hell's still doing that? You know, they're like those people that are calling in still have corded phones, you know, with the longer cords. You know? Rotary dial. <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess you can't put your credit card info in by rotary dial. I guess not. That's nah. crazy. But, <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, hopefully, you know, the clubs start opening up again. Um, I've been trying to write, but I've been fucking lazy because I don't have the deadline of you have to go up tonight. Right. I, I've been having that trouble, too. But to kind of offset it, what I've been doing is, I started a new um, memo pad on my phone. Okay. And I just I just titled it New Material. Okay. But the thing is, is that it's not actually a bunch of new, like, well-written fucking new concepts that I'm testing out, obviously, because I can't go up. Yeah. But it's literally, it's anytime I think of something I want to jot down, that seems like I'm going to have places to explore with it. Okay. I'll, I'll note it down in the New Material section. And right now I got, like, I don't know, five, six different paragraphs of like premises or ideas or setups or sure. uh, different types of punches or tags. I kind of just got them labeled out. So anytime I get a new idea, I'm throwing them into the same subsection on my memo pad. Yep. And I'm hoping when I do finally get the motivation to sit down and put pen to paper, I got a bunch of shit, new concepts and ideas, even some new things that have happened to me that I have kind of mentioned in there that I'm ready to start like kind of fully writing out. Cool. So that's what I've been doing. You know, I'm not going to force myself. Yeah. I'm going to let it come as it comes. But in the meantime, I got my notes. And anytime I think of something that I might be able to leave in there or like something that's going to stand on its own, I just throw it in there. Cool. Yeah. I mean, it's that's the hardest part is like I have all these ideas that aren't touched. Or worse, you just put down something like Owen's left shoe. And I'm like, what <laughs> so the vague. what the fuck was I saying? And I'm sure at the time I thought, oh, this is hilarious. I'll remember what this was. I can't fuck. <laughs> I've got pages of that shit. You know, it's like, you know, uh, yeah. you know <laughs> smelly haircut. I remember was one. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? Smelly haircut. And I just, I don't know. So if anyone wants to take smelly haircut and run with it, you're welcome to it. Fuck. <laughs> I, I want to be part of one of the writing sessions. Yeah. That sounds super fun, man. Yeah. Maybe we could do a Zoom yeah. one or something. We gotta get we gotta get one together soon. Yeah, even a Zoom one. I agree. Yeah, Just I mean, down with paper yeah, and yeah. Actually, I'm down for it because fuck. Yeah, I mean, it's just I'm mad at myself. Yeah, like, like there's so much time, <laughs> so right. much wasted time, and yeah, I'm not doing. I don't have a goddamn thing to show. I feel for like it. that dude from the episode of Twilight Zone that wanted to read all those books. And, and he's like, there's finally time, you know, but like, instead of my glasses breaking in a parallel universe where I don't have any glasses, yep. it's like, that's just my own procrastination and laziness. Totally. You know? So I really have no excuse, but it's just like, there was time now. I feel like at the very end of all of this, I'm going to have nothing to show for it 
except for like two minutes of jokes. And it's, it's so sad. That's because more than... Time I was making, yeah, but this whole time I've been making excuses about, oh, man, the kids, and oh, man, work. And it's like, I don't have that now, but I'm still not doing a whole lot. No. You know? That reminds me, when I was working a lot, I had this nightmare. I actually had it a few times where I got arrested for murder for someone I didn't hurt and <laughs> I ended up in jail and at first I was panicking and then I realized, oh, you guys have a library? Oh, no one fuck no one fucks with you in here? <laughs> and I remember like going Prison was preferable. <laughs> it was. And then they said, Oh, we found the guy that really did it. You can go and I was like I, I don't I mind staying. To... Can I please stay for a little longer? And I... <laughs> I've had that a few I love times. That. But Dude, I that like how Rob's life is so miserable. Heaven to him. <laughs> well, at the time, I was traveling for work all the time. It really did suck, but I don't know. I'd be willing to take a few, a few loads to the face for <laughs> some nice, quiet reading time in prison. Oh, my God. Jesus. Yeah, up your standards. <laughs> Take a few bombs to the face. What'd you do that for? Well, I really wanted this book. <laughs> exactly. Dude, it was so much easier getting books at school in my day. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> the books aren't the problem. It's the time and silence to be able to read them. <laughs> fucking, I've only got one kid, and he runs around just screaming. I was head off all fucking day. And it's really cute when he sings. Yeah. You know, because they all the things all have to do with farting and pooping and peeing and all this. So right. it's hilarious. But it's like, all right, kid, enough. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like that's what happens with like a boy versus a girl, because that's exactly how I was described as a kid. Yeah. That my brother said, like, dude, you didn't, you didn't speak till you were five. You just fucking screamed and ran around in circles, and you know. So I feel like daughters. They're like they're like little women immediately, you know. Mm-hmm. But then we end up with the trouble when they get older, or even right now where they're nine and they act like they're freaking forty, <laughs> you know. And yeah. it's like they're like they're running the show already, you know. But with the boys, I think you end up with like a a wild beast for a while. Oh yeah, like my girls, the youngest one especially, uh, their brother did the same type of shit. But my youngest kids, dude, like they're so like. Just, I don't even know how to explain it. Just so, like, sweet and, like, naive that when the youngest two girls are talking shit on each other, like, in their mind, like, in my daughter's mind, she's talking mad shit to her sister. Yeah. But in reality, they're saying things like, you're a toilet. And the other one's like, ew. Well, you, you're a garbage can. You know, but in, in their mind, though, that's in awful. their mind, like in her mind, she just called her like a straight trashy skate. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, but it's like in reality, it's like you're not saying anything bad, but then she'll get mad and be like, "Dad, she called me a toilet." <laughs> like, all right, yeah, I love her, that. Yeah, and as long as even walk yeah. away. Um, but, but my son, yeah. but my son, dude, he would go like when he's talking shit, he'll get kind of dirty. He'll be like. Because of the daughter on on Olivia's birthday, when 
last year when she turned nine. My niece, they came running to me, and they were super upset. They're, like, totally distraught. And they tell me, you know, this other girl called my niece a midget. So I start going like, <laughs> and they were like, oh my God, it was like the worst thing ever. Like, oh my God, dad, my daughter looks like I just failed her. My niece is like, oh, I'm like, wait, what? Like, you're not even like half an inch shorter than that girl. Like you're, you're clearly not a midget. And it was like, you, you just totally missed this dad. And it was like, they were so, they like left me to go talk to my mom and like complain to other people. <laughs> and it's like, oh my God, like. They treated it like, you don't understand. Like, they called me a bitch or something, you know? Like, they called me a midget. You don't understand. And then later, Olivia, like, berated me where she was like, this is something that really upsets her. And she, it's something that you should know that it's, like, a a hard thing for her to hear. I'm like, all right. I'm like, however... The use of the word midget instead of just saying like you're short is funnier. <laughs> is, <laughs> does upset upset her because her mom's almost a midget? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> her mom's like four eleven, so she's almost oh, my daughter's almost as tall as her. And I used to bug my ex and tell her that when we get older and you start to shrink, Carson. you're gonna need a booster. Like you're gonna legally need a booster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, that didn't go over well, and probably helped me end up being divorced. <laughs> yeah, I dude, I have, I have trouble having those conversations with my kids, like the one-year-older conversation. I have trouble with those because it's like, you know, I have like I have a really vivid sense of my own mortality. Yeah, it's constant with me. Like I'm, I yeah. always every day I wake up, even on a good day, right, where I'm in a good mood. There's a voice in the back of my head that goes, "Hey, by the way." I know you're having a good time. Don't forget you have to die someday and it's probably forever. So I, I, yeah, yeah. I always have that So it's like my kids are like, you know, like, like when we have, when you get older conversations, I have to really watch what I'm saying. I can't just go on autopilot. You know what I mean? Because it's like, you know, with like, what, what about when, when sister's an old man and, or I mean, sister's an old lady and I'm an old man. And it's like, yeah, yeah. And then you have grandkids and I'll be dead. You know, and it's like I got yeah, like, totally, you know, yeah. The younger two are, are like the younger ones that they're around. That's devastating for them to hear. Oh yeah. So they they need to be reassured. I'm going to live forever. So it's like, you know, I, I I constantly I forget that sometimes. You know, so when I'm talking to the older ones, you know, they're like, oh, you know, like when I'm 90, and I'm like, dude, I'll be gone way before you're 90, bro. Like, yeah. you're <laughs> Have you seen my health habits? Well, I felt bad. Like when I first uh, hung out with Nick, you know, you hear, you can hear Nick and he said something to the effect of, Hey, I'm only 27. And I thought he was older. Uh, (laughs) I said, you are the shittiest looking 27 year old I've ever met. How old are you really? He's like, I'm really 27. And I was like, Oh fuck. I'm so sorry, dude.
Well, so no, I on the flip side of that, last week I went to Costco um, to go shopping for the in-laws because we don't want them getting exposed because they're in their 70s. And I always... Stop, uh, oh, stop. Uh, so Sorry, guys. <laughs> I actually got cool in-laws, so I'm happy about that. Um, right on, right on. Tuesdays and Thursdays, you know, I heard that was the... Oh, se- the senior time, right? Exactly. You get in like at 6 or 7? Yeah, so I went in on yeah, a my, Wednesday. My mom, my mom always talks about Tuesdays and Thursdays at Costco, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, I went in on a Wednesday, and I got in line because it was fucking early. It was like 7.15 or something like that. And then I noticed, I'm like, oh, shit, it's Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. I'm like, God damn it. Oh, it's all three? It's, yeah, it's all three at Costco. I thought it was just Tuesdays and Thursdays. I thought it was too, but no, it's all three days. So I'm like, well, fuck. Oh. So they said, if you're under fuck, 60, yeah. go to the other line. And I'm like, you know what? I've been here for a fucking half hour already. I'm just going to put my hoodie up and just look straight ahead. <laughs> and so <laughs> I passed for 60. <laughs> oh, my God. So you're the person on the Titanic that dresses like a woman. <laughs> I didn't mean to. I was already in the lifeboat. Hey, fuck, <laughs> fuck them. I'm getting toilet paper. I'm tired of this bullshit. It's 1911 or whatever fucking year it is. Yep. Okay. You know what? This women and children first thing, I'm going to call bullshit. All right? <laughs> the ship's going down. I'm on a boat. Daddy needs to sit on a boat. I'm fat. I can float. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah, I was partly, like, relieved because I didn't have to get into the other line. Then I was pissed. I'm like, fuck, I look 60 to some people. But I got toilet paper. <laughs> God damn it. Kind of look so, funny, man. I was going to do this whole thing on uh, the system being biased against dads, but I'm not going to do that today. No? No, nah, I mean, we're, we're at fucking a half hour right now. Yeah. But I will go into it. Okay, so usually, at this point, I usually do a bad dad to bring everyone down. But I won't. Uh, <laughs> he always ruins it. Yeah. He yeah. told me about last week. And by the way, Mike, he told me about last week's bad dad story after we yeah. just had a very pleasant conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, he, he loves to do it. Yeah. He, he loves to do it. The kind of happiness I would have felt listening to an episode and then just short of looking at that afterwards. Yep. Like, yeah. And then you die. Yeah. <laughs> so what I'll do is I'll do a dickhead of the of the coronavirus where this happened. The story's from April 1st. Man who allegedly kill, tried to kill an Asian American family because of the coronavirus could face hate crime charges. So this dipshit. Oh my god. 19-year-old kid Jose Gomez stabbed three people at Midland, Texas Sam's Club before being taken down by a store employee, and he probably saved those fam- that family's lives. Well, yeah. Wow. They all lived. Yeah, three counts. Wow. So they all lived. Uh, three counts of attempted capital murder and one count of aggravated assault. Aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. He said he stabbed him because he, th- and his, his quote, because he thought the family was Chinese and was infecting people with coronavirus. You stupid okay, motherfucker. Oh, my God. Hold on. I want to say one thing. I'm not defending him, but were they coughing a lot? No, they were just Chinese. <laughs> I'm, I'm just checking. It's, uh... <laughs> yeah, that's awful. That's so bad, dude. Yeah, I hope he rots it out. No, that guy <laughs> so fucking deserves... And he's 19, so I'm glad he's not going to be treated as a minor. Uh, they're going to treat it as yeah, a hate yeah. crime. 
Apparently, this is not the only one. On March 11th, a lady in New York punched another woman for not wearing a face mask and made anti-Asian statements. Okay, I was about to say that had nothing to do with race. If if she was just crazy and the bitch wasn't wearing a mask. But then you said, oh, and then she made anti-Asian. Yes. Okay, yeah, never mind. Well, I saw (laughs) it. That's clearly racist. I was at Winco a couple weeks ago. And I was in line getting ready to, you know, to check out and someone, so it was like a, an older couple and the lady had a cane and I guess the person behind her didn't have a cart and they just kind of got a little bit close and the bitch actually reached out and like slapped her on the fucking shin said, you're six feet. I was like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Oh my God. Dang it. Violating her own rule by touching other people. Not with no, a cane. I know. She did it with a yeah. cane. Oh. Let me touch your face hole now. Yeah. Oh, um, my God. Let's see. On, in February, a 16-year-old boy was sent to the hospital after fi- being physically attacked by bullies who accused him of having the coronavirus. A couple of yeah, minutes. Yeah, that's how you beat corona. You just have to physically assault it. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's like you're making yourself open to it. Yeah, um, that does not make any sense. Got touch him. Yeah, exactly. Make him bleed on you. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, let's yeah. see, a couple in Minnesota got a note on their door that said, we're watching you take the Chinese virus back to China. So, got a lot. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. That's fucking crazy. I know. So, <laughs> yeah. our, our lovely melting pot. You know, and the, and I guarantee you, most of these fuckers are Trump supporters, because he's the one that's doing the whole Chinese well, virus. And yeah, all that. and I um, just don't get it. Or it's just like where people can't even see that it's racist to say, you know. And it makes me think of that's another thing from the seventies that commercial they used to play. That was the grandpa and his grandson in the boat. Do you remember that one, Robert? Um, not really. <laughs> Sounds like a no? very special. Oh my episode. god. <laughs> Oh my God! No, they used to show them on like Channel Two. They had these little commercials in it, and this one was this boy telling his grandpa where he was like, "My friend says I'm racist," <laughs> no. and he's upset. And he's like, "Well, well, why does he say that?" And he's all, "Well, it's my, you know, my Jewish friend Jimmy or something." And he's like, "Ah, well, then you are, for you think of him as your Jewish friend and not as just your friend." <laughs> oh wow. And it's like, like maybe they need to show that stuff again. Because when it comes to this, where it's like, they're like, well, it started in China, so it's okay to call it a Chinese disease. You know, it's like, no, it's not. Well, can you, <laughs> the MAGA hats were made in China. Can we call them Chinese hats? Mm. Hold on. Hold on. Here's what I have to, yeah. I have to differ with you a little bit. Okay. Nothing would make me smile more than if I saw a dude in a MAGA hat running down the street screaming, the Kung Flu is coming! I would laugh my fucking goddamn balls off. Get the fuck out of here. I don't care yeah. how late that guy is. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I know he's it, but goddamn, did he give me a good laugh before I went to bed high. Oh my god. <laughs> <sighs> oh, it would kill me if, like, those guys that are out there when they have like the protests where they're saying that the virus is like a, a hoax. Yeah. Like oh, I, I would love that people are saying the virus is being caused by 5G cellular or whatever. Yeah. 5G. Yeah. Yeah. 
like, how fucking dumb are you? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just love to run somebody in there that you put some makeup on them to look, make them look really sick and have them in a hospital gown and just let them run at them and see how many of them freaking scatter. The ones that are out there with their guns and like, we don't have to stay here <laughs> anymore. Let's open the economy. Oh my God. <laughs> they see somebody like painted up like a living dead running at them in a hospital gown. They scatter. <laughs> I still want to do like Monty Python and get a wheelbarrow and a bell and just start chanting, bring out your dead. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, these people that are like, it's a hoax. I'm like, okay, well then let's infect you. Yeah. Like if you want to, if you think it's a hoax, then take this blanket <laughs> and just add it to all of them. Rub it on your faces, man. Like, let's see. It's a hope. all could have been born last Wednesday and the whole universe and all of its history. Everything can be a hope. All right? Fine. You win. But at least in this reality, with these rules, some things actually happen. And sometimes viruses happen. Like, I don't understand yeah. why that's so hard to fully accept. I'm not saying that it's never a hoax. It's not sure. always a hoax. Sure. That's all I'm saying. It's not always a yeah. hoax. You know? Yeah. I mean, come on. People really do get sick with viruses. I mean, that really happens. There's been tons of fucking biologists and scientists that have warned us for two decades now about superbugs. We've known about the possibility, and now one's here, and everyone's like, oh my God, it's, it's man made, it's 5G, it's like, no, calm down. Like, you know, just, we just need to fucking look at You know, the <laughs> fucked up thing is I would listen to you before I'd listen to fucking Dr. Oz and Dr. Phil like they're doing now. <laughs> mm -hmm. but, yeah, mm -hmm. but that's because and, I admit before and after that I know nothing. Exactly. Like, these people lie by calling themselves doctors. Yeah. There's a difference in trust there. Yeah. Uh, I right. would never lie about being a doctor. Trust me, I'm a doctor. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> So where can they find Dr. Michelson? Are you online? Do you have Twitter, Facebook, any of that? Yeah, I do, but uh, predominantly I just use Facebook and Instagram. Okay. Where, what's the handle? All right. Well, you can find me on Instagram at Michelson, and it's going to be spelled M-Y-K-E-L-S-E-N. Uh, Facebook, you can find my comedy page at Michelson Comedy. Again, M-Y-K-E-L-S-E-N Comedy spelled normal and you can find me at those two places uh i'm hopefully going to be uh filming editing and producing some sketch comedy here in the next couple of months and i'll be putting that uh on my instagram and facebook pretty soon very cool and uh, if you have anything you want to talk about email us the standupdads at gmail.com international dads i want to know what the hell they're doing over there for coronavirus and, and even in other states now, I mean, now it's a fucking state by state issue, even though that doesn't make any sense. Uh, if you it makes need, no sense. Yeah, if you need artwork, <laughs> you can go to Pencil for Hire. That's Pencil F O R Hire on Instagram or pencilforhire.com. And yes, it has not been updated in a long time. <laughs> Slacker. Michael, do you do artwork? Yeah, he's an he's the guy that yeah, did the I logo. Do. Yeah, yeah. You, uh, if you follow me on Thank Instagram, you. I'll follow you back, bro, because I'm always looking to talk to new okay. artists and shit. So if I ever want something made... Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cool. I'm going to have to get in touch with you. Awesome. Yeah, and speaking of artists, now is a perfect time to go get Eye of Mungambo, that's Doug Gray's graphic novel. It's fucking hilarious. 
It's well-written, uh, and it's out there. So get that. You've got the free time. Fucking order it. Go get it in a couple of days. You'll have something to read for the next for a while. Also, get my side project, Gag on This Podcast. That's run by Big Nick. We don't currently have a home. We're doing everything online, uh, but we're doing two a week right now, and we're actually going to have Mike E. Winfield next week, I hope, and looking forward to that. Give that a listen. And Nick, thank you so much for making some time to talk to us. Uh, we will definitely have to have you come in here live so we can really just bullshit and have a good time. Absolutely. Yeah, man. definitely. I, I, having me. I, I had a great time talking with the both of you. So, yeah, let's <laughs> you know, definitely. I, I got a bunch of shit. I'd love to just, you know, shoot the breeze with you fellas and kind of go into and dissect. I, I got a bunch of, bunch of topics I kind of want to touch on next time. I'm good with that. Cool. Well, we will talk uh, to you guys uh, next week. All right, guys. The thing I want to say is thank you all for coming. Bye-bye.